Wrestling fans, are you ready? Yes, 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 yes. For the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world, uh, let's get ready to rumble! What's going on, guys? Welcome back to WrestleRant Radio for Thursday, March 4th, 2021. I am Graham G.S. Matthews. Hope you guys are doing well. And for the very first time in WrestleRant Radio history, back-to-back weeks, we have the WWE Champion here on the show. So last year, I aired my exclusive interview with The Miz, um, talking all about his WWE Championship win at Elimination Chamber, being champion, so on and so forth. This week, we have the WWE Champion again. Though it's not The Miz, it's Bobby Lashley. So this interview was actually recorded last Friday, days before he contended for the championship and won the championship on Monday's Raw. Um, Won the championship on Raw, as I just mentioned, and the article went up that morning on Bleacher Report and in audio form on the YouTube channel. So, by the way, if you want to hear these interviews before they go live here on the show, and there's plenty more interviews that I don't air here on WrestleRant Radio. For example, with the WWE Women's Tag Team Champion, one half of the WWE Women's Tag Team Champions, Shayna Baszler. That went live on my YouTube channel on Wednesday morning before the article dropped later on in the day on DailyDDT.com. So if you want to check out all those interviews before they make it here to the show, and some of which will never make it here to WrestleRant Radio, you can do so by subscribing to the channel at youtube.com backslash Matthews. We actually just surpassed 5,000 subscribers. Thank you guys so much for that. I appreciate the support. But at any rate, um, Bobby Lashley is here on the show today to talk all about his opportunity at the WWE Championship. And again, this was recorded before he won the title on Monday night, but a lot of the same things still apply. He talks about why he feels he is the perfect fit to be the WWE Champion right now, which he is, how his impact run helped him become a main eventer, and so much more. So that conversation is coming up shortly, in addition to, as always, Mr. Marcel helping me break down the week in wrestling from Lashley winning the WWE Championship, NXT, the women's tag team title match that took place on that show, and Wednesday's Dynamite that featured the in-ring debut in AEW of Shaquille O'Neal alongside Jade Cargill against Red Velvet and Cody Rhodes, and Predictions for Sunday's AEW Revolution pay-per-view, which is apparently going to feature the debut of a big name. Or I guess two surprises, one in the latter match, uh, the signing of another huge name, two different people. So again, that's coming up on Sunday. So uh, we have that to look forward to. We had NXT Dynamite last night, Raw this past week. A lot to get to, but before we get to any of that, as always, guys, if you want to check out full episodes of WrestleRant Radio, you can do so by checking out WrestleRant.com, WrestleRantRadio.com, heading on over to iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, Podbean, and Google Play. New episodes every single Thursday. Be sure to rate the show, review the show, and subscribe to the show, and never miss a new episode. You can also find me on the socials at WrestleRant on Facebook. Um, that, that's on the Twitter machine, by the way. On Facebook at Facebook.com backslash Graham.GSM.Matthews. And as I already mentioned, on YouTube as well, YouTube.com backslash Graham.GSM.Matthews. So without further ado, let's get right into it. My exclusive interview with the brand new WWE champion, the almighty 
Bobby Lashley. Hey, how's it going, Bobby? How you doing? I'm well, man. How are you? Doing great, doing great. As we speak right now, three days out, WWE Championship match, Monday Night Raw, you in the Miz. Does this, this, this even feel real right now for you? No, it doesn't, <laughs> to tell you the truth. Um, I, it feels, it's one of those things where the time is, it was inevitable for me in my career to be at the point where I'm going to be going for the WWE Championship. I just didn't know when it was going to be. You know, 17 years, gravel and scraping, actually 18 years if you if you count developmental and everything else. I knew that the, the opportunity was going to be there at some point in time. I just didn't know when. So when I found out that I was going to have this opportunity last week, man, it, it hasn't sunk in yet. So you said last week, when did you start to hear those rumblings that something like this could be a possibility? Because on Sunday, less than a week ago, you were the United States champion. You show back up at Elimination Chamber less than two hours later to attack Drew McIntyre. You confront Miz the next night on Raw, WWE Championship match made official for Monday. Uh, did you get the feeling while you were champion or maybe even the last couple of months, because you've been on this absolute roll for months now, uh, that you were kind of on the cusp of contending for the WWE Championship at some point, given how dominant you've been in recent months? And MVP has been yelling in my ear for the last year that this is where I hate to be. And, and um, it, you know, the beauty of the wrestling business is I, did, I knew when everybody else knew. I knew when I had my opportunity when everybody else found out. Like, I, didn't, I, I knew that I was moving in the right direction. I knew that, it, I knew that people were running for me. I, I knew that I, I, was, I was defending my title the best of my ability. And I, I didn't think that I was ever going to lose the United States title. I knew that at some point in time that I was going to have the opportunity for that world title. So I didn't know when it was going to be, like I said, but um, it had to have been soon. And I knew that if it wasn't going to be this WrestleMania, it was going to be SummerSlam. It had to be soon because it couldn't be denied. I mean, I'm just knocking guys down left and right. And, and, and as I started looking at the landscape of WWE, I was like, who is my competition here? <laughs> looking left and looking right and when, and that's a good point in your career when you look left and you look right and you don't see any competition the only competition that you see is the ones that are standing above you so that's when you knew that's, that's the only direction you can go i mean drew was there Bray was there you know randy's still one of the top guys rome is over there at the head of the table brock you know brock is just running doing whatever he's doing so I knew that my only opportunity to have one of those big matches had to be up. So I knew that the world title was just right around the corner. That United States Championship reign, you mentioned how the momentum's been kind of swinging in your favor for a while now. It was, you know, really a culmination of everything from the uh, genesis of the Hurt Business almost exactly a year ago, winning the U.S. Championship. And the last time that we spoke in August, you said exactly what you just said a minute ago, where you knew you were headed in that right direction. Was there any one, like one particular moment where you're like, all right, not that I've made it, but like I, I think even bigger and better things are right around the corner. Or again, was it really just a general sense of just keeping going onward and up? Like, was there, there any one match where you felt, okay, I'm, I'm turning a point in my career? Yes. Uh, well, not, not, not particularly one match. It was, it was kind of like everything all together. Mm-hmm. Like when I came back, you know, there, there was that time where it's, it's, it's a mental game. Or the wrestling business is a mental game on top of a physical game. So when I came back, I was like, there's going to be some things that are thrown my way. If I'm able to stand strong and keep, and keep fighting, then, then, then I can make it. And when I came back, there was a lot of things that I had to kind of like navigate around. 
kind of like mm-hmm. grip my teeth and kind of like move forward. But <laughs> I knew at those times, I knew, if, you know, <laughs> once you pay enough dues, um, then you start swimming right. You start moving right. But like I said before, the time that I knew is when I started kind of looking at the landscape of things. When me, MVP, and the rest of her business, we started putting pen to paper. We started looking at, oh, the landscape of WWE. Who are our competition? Where are the, where, where are the people that, that we need to take out in order to get what we need to get? And at that point, we had to say, man, Bobby, you got to go for the title. Mm-hmm. You got to go for that WWE title. Because right now, you are way over a lot of these guys right now. And then the guys that are above you, you can beat them too. So why mm-hmm. not go for it all? This is your time. And, and, I, and another thing is, is that I know that my career is not going to be a career where I have another 10, 15, 20 years in. Some of these guys do. So mine is kind of a sprint right now. Mm-hmm. And, I, and, I, and I, don't, I, don't, I don't mind that. I don't mind having to, having to ramp it up a little bit because I don't have, like I said, 10, 15 more years. I have a few more years left. And with those few more years left, there's a lot of goals that I want to accomplish. So I got to go hard. And my body was able to take the abuse that I've given it. Mm-hmm. And um, and I can keep going. So I mean, I knew it was my time. This is my time. Was MVP that last piece of the puzzle? And obviously, you guys have been friends for a long time now. He only came back into the company about a year ago with the start of the Hurt Business, and really just right before that, uh, was he really being in your ear the last year? You know, telling you you're way overdue for this type of opportunity. Was that really the last piece of the puzzle for you to get you where you are now, going into Monday's Raw for the WWE title? He's definitely an intricate part because, like, one of my one of my favorite quotes, and I keep saying, and I, I said on TV also. Sometimes you have to believe in somebody else's belief in you. Mm-hmm. And even though I believed in myself, you know, you always have that little you have you have the, the devil on one shoulder, you have the angel on the other, and that one angel telling you keep working, keep working. The harder you work, the luckier you'll get. You'll get there. You'll get there. But they, you also have that other little that that voice in the back of your head saying, Ah, oh, man, is it? Man, let's let's go ahead and tie it up. We're, we're done, man. You've been doing this too long. You're never going to get there. There's always going to be a different obstacle. You know, you always have that voice. Even, as much as we try to submerge that voice, that voice is always there. And, 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 I, and I didn't listen to that voice for so many years. But at the time, we, we had to just get that voice completely out of there. So when MVP came in, MVP was yelling so loud that I couldn't even hear that voice. <laughs> you know, it was one of those things that he was yelling at me. He was yelling at Cedric. He was yelling at, at, um, at, at, at Sheldon. And when he gets in your face and, and we start really in that, and that's a good thing about real friends, man, because real friends can tell you real, like when I'm doing wrong, when I'm not where I need to be, when I wasn't where I needed to be last year around this time, when he looked at me, he's like, what are you doing? You ever you're playing house when you're supposed to be over here winning titles. Booker came on an interview one time and he said the same thing. He said, what is he doing? Mm-hmm. And a lot of people were telling me that, what is he doing? But I wasn't making no moves towards it. Yeah. Now, when MVP got in and we, and we started sitting down, we really started putting pen to paper. He was like, bro, you need this. I mean, and I hate to even say this, excuse my language, shit or get off the pot. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's time. You've been here for long enough. And everybody in the world knows what you're capable of doing. Everybody in the world knows that you can beat everybody in this business. It's you that's not doing it. Mm-hmm. So that's when everything switched and we started coming out with a whole different mind frame and a whole different um, just stroke of confidence. I, I walked, I, you know, when I walked to the ring, I, I, it, it's been so fun, man. I, I, I could talk all day about my journey, but when I, when I come out of the curtain and I walk to that ring, man, I have so much confidence walking out there. Mm-hmm. Like no one can stop me. No one can stop me right now. 
I want to stand right in the face of anybody. I want to stand right in the face of Drew, Brock, Roman, The Fiend, Randy. I don't care who it is. Braun, I don't care who it is. Stand right in front of them and fight. Because like I said, I'm, 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 I'm heading to the finish line. And when I head to the finish line, I want to be in first place. I want gold. And it's funny you mention that too. Like when you walk out to the ring, you have that confidence. I, that definitely shines through on TV. When you hear that music hit, you know something's about to go down. Like it's the final boss music. Like holy shit, you know, <laughs> here comes Bobby Lashley. Um, it's it's incredible, dude. My girlfriend and I are big fans, and we met you at Axis a couple of years ago, and she's become a big fan of you in the last couple of years since we met you. And uh, hearing that music, it's oh, like really all right. Not. You know, it was really cool. So, like, we, you know, we hear that music. All right, dude, this it's about to go down, and we're going to hear it on Monday during the WWE title match, which is cool. Um, so, like you said, when you came back three years ago, you, you've been back now for almost exactly three years. You've gone through a lot of a lot of stuff, ups and downs, everything in between. You got to feel more ready for this opportunity now, right? Having gone through the, the wedding stuff and the Lashley sisters stuff, I think even just overcoming that stuff and proving listen, I can deal with this and then even overcome that. Cause a lot of people can't, some people just take that and they just falter and we never really hear, Rumble. you know, you know, so what well, with you, does it feel like yeah. that it's that much more deserved having gone through that stuff to find yourself where you are right now? Yeah, because you know, a lot of times you gotta, you gotta show people stuff like that because a lot of times when people come in, especially into our business, they come into there, maybe they have a background. Like I had a background. I took second in the world world wrestling i was a three-time college national champion so i should be right there at the title right mm -hmm. that's what everybody wants to believe some people come in and say sorry everybody loved me i did the best flip i did this i did everything but they're not where they need to be and a lot of them do crumble and a lot of these people just tuck their tail between their legs and, and walk away i didn't and i'm not going to and so i think i'm showing a lot of these people that you have to stay in the fight because the fight's never going to be over. Even when you win titles, the fight's not over. Because when you win titles, you got to look back and there's still people coming And I think long-time fans of you. So I think this... Yeah, yeah. So I, I think my story is just a great story to show people, you know. And I try to tell people there's nothing that I've done in the WWE that I look down on. Because everything made me who I am now. Yeah. And, everything I, and everything that I've done is going to make me the champion that I am come Monday. And it's going to make that moment that much greater. So it's going to be cool. Uh, Longtime fans of Bobby Lashley, the OG, the OG fans of Bobby Lashley know not only when you left WWE, you know, over 10 years ago at this point, uh, but the time that you spent in Impact for a few years there in the early 2010s, mid 2010s, where you became a four-time world champion. The Bobby Lashley that we're seeing now was evident well even before you came back to WWE at that point. And MVP was with you for a decent amount of time at that point when you first won the world championship over there. Um, how instrumental was that run in, in making you the main event monster? the main event monster that we're seeing from you finally now in WWE. It, it does. It, it helps us tremendously because I think a lot of people once they, you know, if, if, you, if you come into WWE and they say, Hey, you're going to be a WWE champion. There's going to be some like uncertainties and insecurities because mm -hmm. you come in there, you're like, man, can I carry that ball? Am I able to do it? Am I able to have those big matches with everyone? Because that's what you need to do as a champion. And when I was in impact, I had those opportunities. I had, Drew, I had Bobby Roode, I had um, Eric Young, I had Jeff Hardy, I had Matt Hardy, I had Eli Drake, I had I had all these guys to work with and I had great matches with all of them. 
So when I did, I was like, man, this is exactly where I need to be. Like, there's no question in my mind whether I should be on the top or not. You know, some people already know it. You know, you see Roman walk out there at the head of the table. His, he can't even look down his, his chin so high up, you know, because <laughs> he has that confidence because he's been in those matches with the Undertaker, with Brock, and all those different people. Say with Drew. Drew's the same way. Yeah. <laughs> Drew can't even see people that are under 6'5". Mm-hmm. You know, because he, he's so high up right now because he knows what he's capable of doing. And not everybody has that. Everybody thinks that until they get the ball. Yeah. But until you get the ball, you don't get no. But I know that when I get the ball, I can play. And we're going to score and we're going to win. So I have all the confidence in the world. But you have to get there to get that confidence. And of all the people that you faced during your time there that you mentioned that prepared you for this possibility, one name that I, I think you forgot to mention that I'm surprised you didn't mention, Kurt Angle. I mean, you faced Kurt Angle at one point in a world championship match, and that helped you get to where you are today. So I think if anyone thinks that uh, you may not be a threat to the Miz, they got to go back and watch that match. Um, but as we wind down here, Bobby, speaking of which, I mean, I guess just overall in your entire career, I was going to say the second stint in WWE, but really just overall, whether it be your first time in WWE impact elsewhere now in wwe what are some of your favorite matches that you've had throughout all these runs oh man you know i, I can't even say that like just because if i start listing them off i'm, I'm gonna forget one or two like <laughs> yeah. i listed off those names and and then and i and i even list the greatest name of them all you know kurt angle kurt angle is the one that got me into the wrestling business and i didn't mm-hmm. mention his so i don't want to like even start but i'll, I'll just I'll, I'll throw stuff out you know um, I can tell you one time there was a house show that, or a live event that we had with um, in Albuquerque, Albuquerque, New Mexico, mm-hmm. and it was an over-the-top battle royal. And after I threw out my last person, I turned around and standing across the ring from me was a big red machine, Kane. And so you brought the little kid Bobby out. I was like, oh, my God, this is Kane. You know, <laughs> that's a match that nobody's even seen. <laughs> it was very insignificant, but for me, that was enormous to turn mm-hmm. around and see that guy because I was a huge Kane fan forever. And um, even to this day, <laughs> Glenn coming back, you know, I see him, I'm like, man, that's so cool, Kane. You know, it's one of those things because everybody has that wrestling story of when they were a kid of somebody that they really just enjoyed and loved and everything like that. And he was my guy. Um, but then also Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle was somebody that I admired. I looked up with because of his amateur wrestling career, but his professional wrestling career as well. And he was the one that got me into wrestling. And had an opportunity to have a few matches with Kurt. So those are on the top of the list. Another one, Umaga, WrestleMania 23, having mm-hmm. an opportunity to main event at WrestleMania, the greatest show in the world. You know, having that opportunity too, I could put that up there. Booker T, somebody that basically held my hand when I came up and, and, and showed me the business as a whole. You know, even some of the people today, you know, have an opportunity to, get in, to be in the ring with Roman. Roman is. He's a, he's a star, man, yeah. and everybody knows that. Cena, the match with Cena, um, and I could just keep going on. Finn Balor was incredible. Um, and I, there's just there's just way too many matches. Uh, Finley, I regard as one of the greatest. I had an opportunity to spend a lot of time with him. JBL, I mean, I could just keep going on and on and on. So I can't really say one match. I think I think all of it is just like a, it's almost like a dream. <laughs> and when I retire, when I retire, I'm going to sit back and I'm going to be like, holy, you know, I, mm-hmm. I was able to have all these matches and be in the room with some of these great people, Rey Mysterio. Um, I, I remember I was sitting down in the locker room not too long ago and I'm sitting down in the locker room. We're just all joking around. It's like Undertaker, Rey Mysterio and somebody else. And I had to sit there for a second and just kind of like, whoa, 
<laughs> like <laughs> I could probably trade this seat right here for a lot of money yep. to be able to sit in the room and just play jaw jack and just have fun and talk to some of these people. So, man, my whole ride in the WWE and professional wrestling has been just just amazing. Mm-hmm. I can't really think of any one point that I can say was one better than the other because I would always go back to Simon Bean having one of my first feuds and one of my first pay-per-views eating yeah. cheeseburgers with Simon Bean. <laughs> There's just been so many different things that I can say that have just been the pinnacle of my career and, and great matches and great people to work with. So it can go on and on. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. You log into Twitter after uh, Raw on Monday. The entire timeline, Bobby, is saying Bobby Lashley for WWE champion. Everyone is sharing that picture of you holding up the title at the end of Raw this week saying, it's just such an organic image. Like, why hasn't this happened already, you know? Like, the, li- I have never seen this groundswell of support, not just for you, but just literally for anyone, like, for anyone to become WWE champion. It's incredible. Uh, what was that support been like the last couple of weeks from fans and maybe even colleagues alike? I, I think it's been great, man, because, you know, when, when, like you said, when you, when you open up Twitter and you start seeing that stuff, and when, when the match was announced, it was kind of one of those things where it's like, all right, you get your phone, and you're like, ah, let's see what they <laughs> say about this. And they, <laughs> you click on it. Of course, you're going to have your naysayers, because the naysayers are always there. That's yep. why the business stays around. And that's what keeps you working and keeps you working hard and keeps you humble. Because the people are like, you suck. It's like, all right, I do kind of suck a little bit. (laughs) Whatever. Uh, You you just got to play with them. Um, But ultimately, man, just just the support. I think a lot of people know that that I have paid my dues. Um, And when you talk about a champion, you talk about a WWE champion and everything everything that you put in there, I think I check all the boxes. I check the boxes of can you send this guy around the world and this guy represents your, your company in, in a very professional manner. Man, mm-hmm. when you, if, you, if you watch Raw, we come in looking clean. <laughs> the suits that I've been throwing together and the way that I walk, man, <laughs> yeah. we're trying to steal the show without even wrestling. Um, and then just, just, just what I bring to the table, you know, a military background. I graduated college with honors. You know, single father doing my thing and, and being able to train and fight and everything. Every aspect of a champion, I check every one of those boxes. And I think everybody understands that. And even though I walk around and I do bad things, people know that I am, I'm the man. Mm-hmm. And I have the opportunity to do some big things in this company. And they want to see it. And they win in that title. They look at all the fantasy matches that you can have for that title. Mm-hmm. You know, me and Drew, me and Brock, title for title against Roman. The Fiend's there. Randy's there. Mm-hmm. People look at all those matches. They're like, whoa, that seems kind of interesting. So I think I think everything is just is everything's right right now, and I think people want to see it. I want to see it. I want to hold that title up and bring it home to my kids. Mm-hmm. So I think it's 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 time. It's yeah. time, definitely. It definitely is time, and hopefully we get that time on Monday when you face the Miz for the WWE Championship on Monday Night Raw. It's going to be super exciting, Bobby. We're all pulling for you. So thanks so much for the time, man. I'm a big fan, and I appreciate it. Right on, man. Anytime. Super appreciate Bobby Lashley for joining me for that awesome conversation. As I mentioned earlier before I aired the interview, you can read it right now on Bleacher Report. So be sure to check that out as well from Monday morning. And now we transition right now over to my conversation with Mr. Marceau. We've got a new WWE champion. We got a women's tag team title match on NXT and the long awaited debut in the ring of Shaquille O'Neal on AEW Dynamite Revolution this upcoming Sunday, also from AEW. A lot to talk about here on WrestleRant Radio today. Mr. Marceau, brother, how you doing? 
Doing well, GSM. How are you? Doing great. We have a lot to talk about in a very short time window. I got to let you go soon. Um, but again, there, there's just so much to get into. Where do we even start here? Is it Bobby Lashley the new WWE champion? Is it fresh off of Dynamite last night? With your thoughts on that show, I know you had a lot of stuff written down about the mixed tag team match. We got Revolution on Sunday. I feel like we'll close off with that. But I mean, this was quite the newsworthy week in wrestling. In addition to everything else that happened on NXT too, and two title matches next week. Yeah, I mean, there's a ton of information this week. I mean, I think we should start with Raw, go to NXT, and then end with Dynamite and just clean the rest of it off. All right, like you said, we'll start off with Monday Night Raw. We got a new WWE champion. Overall, I really didn't think it was the most newsworthy show, although the month of March is off to a strong start from WWE, AEW, NXT. A lot to talk about. The show itself for Monday, not the greatest, although we did get a great match in the opener. And we got a new WWE champion crowned in the almighty one, Bobby Lashley, in the main event, whose interview I just ran here on the show moment, you know, just moments ago. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was pretty newsworthy for that alone. We'll get into the Bobby Lashley stuff in a second, because that was really what, no pun intended, dominated Monday night. But we got to acknowledge this, a great WrestleMania-worthy opener from Drew McIntyre and Sheamus to kick off the show. No prior hype whatsoever. Wasn't advertised. Wasn't an angle. It was a full-on 20-minute-plus match. Just great stuff from these two with a clean finish to boo. And I know I'm not ordinarily one to complain about clean finishes. I mean, why would we? But, I mean, why would you give this away? In the opening of an episode of Monday Night Raw, no prior hype, when it really should have been safe for WrestleMania. Uh, your thoughts on the match, Mr. Mar uh, your thoughts on the match, Mr. Marceau, and why they probably gave it away on Raw instead of saving it for WrestleMania next month? Um, I mean, I think this was a great match. I, I, I would say definitely match of the year so far. I mean, we're only a few months in, but, I mean, bell to bell, great match between Sheamus and Drew. Um... I, I, I mean, it was a clean finish, but I mean, I think they did leave a little bit left. I mean, Sheamus was going for the bro kick and did get hit with the, with the uh, Claymore. So it kind of like Sheamus was on the verge of seamlessly winning. So, I mean, I guess you could rekindle this again, but I, I just think Drew's going to go. They think they're going in separate directions, it seems like. I mean, if they're going to give away on free TV, they must be. So uh, I'm assuming Drew will be with Bobby in some, some sort of fashion. And not really sure what we do with Sheamus from here, but. Uh, I think that's why they did it, just because I think they're going to split them off in their own different directions going into WrestleMania. Uh, Drew's promo basically kind of foreshadowed that as well. So, great match here. Like I said, I would say it's the match of the year so far. Um, but great shit. Like I said, definitely, I don't know why they didn't promote this. I mean, especially with how long it was. Like, this was like a full-on, like you said, pay-per-view WrestleMania-style like main event or match. So, they probably should have hyped it up, but, I mean... I would. I was very impressed, and it very it kicked off their week grid for me. I would say. Do you think there is any way they go back to this at WrestleMania, or is this indeed it for the feud? I think this is it for now. I I, I think Drew is going to be with Bobby in some sort of fashion. Like I said, they foreshadowed that with this promo. So I think maybe just Sheamus in the U.S. title picture, but I think Drew is going to go on for the belt. Well, like you said, Bobby Lashley, new WWE champion coming off of Monday night. We talked a lot about it last week. We've talked about it a lot in recent weeks here on the show about Bobby Lashley and how, and how his time is now. You gotta strike when the iron is hot. And they did that on Monday night for WWE's, for all of their faults and you know, bad booking decisions and awful angles and stuff like that. You know, uh, not unlike any other company, but WWE sometimes more often than not. Um, they did the right thing. They did the right thing on Monday night by putting the strap on Bobby Lashley. They did the bait and switch in the 9 p.m. hour, the 10 p.m. hour, before finally pulling the trigger in the main event with Bobby Lashley winning the championship from The Miz in pretty decisive fashion, too. It was a lumberjack match, tapped out Miz, 
it was, again, a long time coming, and it was a great moment to boo. So Bobby Lashley, new WWE champion. I know you were happy about it, Mr. Marceau. Saw your tweet on Tuesday morning. What are your immediate thoughts on Lashley, the almighty one, uh, winning the WWE title on Monday night? No, it was great. Long deserved, like you said. Um, the being switch, I mean, once they started doing that, I knew it was, I mean, once they started doing that and teasing it, I felt like it was kind of a shoe in that Bobby was going to win. I mean, I think we all thought that as well, but when they kept doing that, I, I just like got more and more feeling that he was definitely going to win the belt, which, like you said, he did in a very uh, dominant fashion. But, no, this is something that was well-deserved. Like you said, strike when the iron's hot. I think everyone was pushing for a Bobby win. And besides him, I, I mean, maybe Drew, but besides that, I, could, I don't, couldn't say the last time besides Drew that I've seen so much fanfare that people really want to see someone win the belt, and, and it definitely happened. I, I guess you could put Becky in that category as well but for the men i would say besides drew i mean maybe daniel bryan that was that was a few years ago well i would say uh, kofi too kofi too I, I forgot about kofi but damn i mean everyone i everyone was praising it on twitter i think this was the right move like you said strike when the iron's hot and i mean a definitely a big 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 win for them i mean got a lot of publicity i think everyone was happy i mean i don't think anyone would be pissed about it but definitely definitely a big uh big win for them on on monday night I mean, what a difference only a few years can make. Because when he first came back to the company in 2018, a lot of momentum, obviously, rebuilt himself back up in TNA for the few years he was there for from 2014 to 2018, had a number of world championship reigns, and then literally within six months of coming back to WWE, saddled with the Lashley sister shit and the Sami Zayn feud. You know, he was put with Leo Rush for a little while, which I thought had a lot of potential. I thought Leo Rush was like the mouthpiece he needed. And then he was out there smacking his ass for a while. He was Intercontinental Champion for like a month. Um, got buried by Braun Strowman that summer. Saddled with the awful, awful, awful Rusev Lana feud. The whole wedding shit was terrible. And then it really wasn't until MVP came back into the picture about a year ago. Formed the Hurt Business with himself, Shelton, recruited uh, Cedric Alexander a few months later. Where Lashley really started to take off again. And to the point where... Almost a year later from the Genesis, the debut of the Hurt Business, he's only lost a handful of times. I think Riddle pinned him in fluky fashion at the beginning of this year on Raw. I think it was on Legends Night. Um, Drew obviously beat him to retain the WWE Championship back at Backlash last year. But other than that, I don't really think Bobby's been beaten at all, even in tag team action or singles action. So they've done a great job of building up Bobby Lashley. It hasn't come out of nowhere. And that was really my biggest fear. With a moment like this with Bobby, I think part of the reason why people are so on board with it, whereas a few years ago, I don't think there would be nearly as much support, even though they know the journey this guy has had. I think it's because they realize you got to go with the hot hand. And sometimes they'll put the championship on people where it's like, okay, it's a cool moment for them, um, but there's no prior buildup. The Kofi thing was different. There was no prior buildup, but I mean, there was dating back to Elimination Chamber. That was a bit different just because he had been in the mix for so long, um, and people just really genuinely like Kofi Kingston, and people like Bobby Lashley too, but he never quite had that crowd support the same way that he does right now. And it, the only real, you know, bummer about this is that there was no real fans there to celebrate the moment with. There were wrestlers, and they had the audience and the Thunderdome and whatever, but there's not an actual audience, so that was really disappointing, but nothing you can do about that right now. Great moment. Where do we go from here? Again, we bring this question up every single week, Mr. Marceau. You mentioned Drew McIntyre. Uh, what do you do at Fastlane? We have one more stop on the road to WrestleMania before Mania itself next month. Do you, do you do Drew and Bobby on that pay-per-view and then build to a triple threat at 
WrestleMania itself with Brock is, remember the original plan for Mania per WrestleVotes, the insider Twitter account for WWE, indicated that the original plan two, three months ago was um, Keith Lee drew in Brock for the WWE Championship. So I feel like they're just substituting Keith Lee with Bobby Lashley instead. So now that we know Bobby Lashley is the new WWE Champion, what do you do with Fastlane? What do we get at WrestleMania? I mean, maybe you do Drew, like you said, do Drew and, and Bobby at Fastlane and then have Brock return there and kind of muck everything up and basically say I'm back and I want my bell and then you set up a triple threat from there. I, I, I mean, that's the direction I would go in. That's a fucking money match. Uh, Drew's the biggest baby face they've had in a while. Bobby's been a great heel. And you had basically WWE's biggest box office hit the last 10 years. So, I mean, take my money. I, I would put that in the main event on Sunday night and... I would give up a lot of pesos for that. We'll see. There's a lot of different directions they can still go in with this thing. Again, I'm not 100% convinced they're done with Drew and Sheamus, though I get the gist that they are. Uh, which is fine. It sucks for Sheamus. They've built up this feud for four months now, and they just kind of blow it off on Raw. Although it was a great match. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. you got to keep the belt on Bobby, though, right? I mean, you got to have him retain a WrestleMania. I think just booking another title change a month later would just be hot potato booking. They already had The Miz have an eight-day title reign. Drew was only champion for a few months after getting the belt back from Randy, who held it for three weeks. Can we please just keep the belt on Bobby for as long as he's... I mean, again, if they book him terribly and they got to take the belt off of him, I get it. Uh, but can we please at least have to keep up the good booking with Bobby, keep the belt on him at least through SummerSlam at the earliest? Uh, <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't be against Drew getting the belt back. Um, I mean, clearly it sounds like you are, but I mean, I, I would want Bobby to have a, a good run, but I mean, I just feel like they're going to put it right back on Drew again, which is something I, I wouldn't be against, but I, I feel like that's the plan they're going with. I mean, if you, if, if he beats them, who, like, who does he face at the WrestleMania? If they have no other real credible baby faces at this point, like maybe Bray Wyatt, Lashley and Wyatt, no thank you. I mean, besides, that's the only kind of issues, like Raw doesn't really have a ton of baby faces, so if he beats Drew, like, who do you do next? Like, Riddle? No. Uh, well, that's the what? thing. So, <clears throat> I, I, I feel like you have that issue either way, though. Because I feel like even if Drew gets the belt back... <clears throat> What'd you say? You could go back to him and Sheamus. You can go back to him and Sheamus, even though he already beat Sheamus, but, <clears throat> again, that's an idea. You can do him and AJ in a full-on feud, even though we kind of already got that. Maybe him and Braun. I, yeah, I guess there's more options with him than there are with Bobby. I just feel like if you really want to turn the fans on someone, that would be a good way of doing it. And that's not coming from a Drew McIntyre Drew McIntyre detractor. And I even said this on Hashtag on Wednesday where I feel like people are already turning on the guy. Typical WWE fans. Like, someone gets the push that you've always wanted to see. You're going to see the same thing with Bobby Lashley within a month or two. I guarantee you of it. It's only inevitable. But... I, I don't know. I just wouldn't have taken the belt off of Drew in the first place. I know they had the Miz cash-in thing. That doesn't expire until May, so maybe you could have worked out a way where he tries to cash-in after WrestleMania. I don't know. I, I just feel like it's too much for the title to be changing hands like once a month. Um, I know that's how it was in the Attitude Era, but doesn't do Bobby any favors, and I feel like this is it. I feel like this is the last real title run Bobby Lashley's going to get. So you might as well make the most out of it and ride this out for as long as you have it. Maybe you don't even do Drew at WrestleMania. This is why I would save maybe him and Drew for like SummerSlam or something. But clearly they don't have that type of long-term booking storytelling ability. I mean, they do, but they just don't want to do it here. Um, I, I don't know. I feel like as long as you have Bobby on top, once Drew beats Bobby, 
that's it, because I feel like Bobby's the hottest thing they have right now on Raw, the entire Hurt Business is. I don't know if Drew and Sheamus is really going to get people excited when they really should have done. They really should have just done that at WrestleMania to begin with. I mean, you still have time, but I mean, like I said, I think just by Drew's promo along the way that he worded it, it seems like he's going to be there at WrestleMania. I mean, he basically said in his promo he didn't go all year being champion just to not have a championship match at WrestleMania. I mean, they'd make him look like a fucking idiot if he said that and then didn't face. I agree. <laughs> I agree. Face Bobby at WrestleMania, so I mean. No, I mean again, I think they'll do the match. I just don't want. Again, this isn't an anti-Drew thing. I just don't want Drew to win. I just I think Bobby should be champion unless something drastically happens. Something drastic happens in the next month. I feel like it would be a mistake to just have him lose it right back to Drew. It would be even a bigger mistake to have him lose it to Brock Lesnar. I mean, don't get me wrong. Um, I want Bobby and Brock, but as we've discussed before, if I had to take a choice between not doing the match or doing the match and giving the belt back to Brock, I would rather they just not do the match. Like, I hate to say it, but I don't want the belt back on Brock for like an eighth or ninth time, which is literally what it would be. The guy has won more world titles since coming back in 2012 than he ever did during his first run of the company from 02 to 04. So hopefully that's what happens, but uh, we'll see. I'm very interested to see how they're, they're going to pan this out in the next couple of weeks heading into uh, the Fastlane pay-per-view. But I don't really think there was anything else from Raw worth talking about, right? I mean, they teased tension with the Retribution. Who gives a shit? Um, Damian Priest versus Elias went like 20 minutes. Who cares? Um, that was really about it. We had the furthering of the feud between Strowman and Shane McMahon. Is that doing anything for you right now? I mean, it's it's whatever. I mean, I like Strowman, so, like, I kind of give him, like, a little bit more of a leeway. So, like, it is what it is. I mean, it seems pretty stupid. Like, the whole, like, the, the whole thing's kind of stupid, but, like, I'll give it some legs just because I, I like Braun. But, I mean, it's not really tickling me if you if you want to get my real uh, opinion. It's just, it is what it is. It's, like, it's going to be, like, an underneath, like, WrestleMania match just to get Shane on there. Kind of get some kind of more of a notoriety because a lot of people know Shane McMahon. I mean, and that's basically what it is. It's just like a little marketing plan. Get a somewhat of a name on the show. He'll pro- he'll lose the Braun like he loses every year, and then they'll move on. Well, to me, it feels like they're doing this to get a match for Braun at WrestleMania. I mean, I know they could always put him in the Battle Royal, which he's already been a part of like two or three times, and he's won before. Um, I, I feel like they're doing this for Braun more so than they are for Shane. Just because Shane hasn't been a part of the product in uh, quite a while. He wasn't at WrestleMania last year, thank fucking God. Um, and I like Shane McMahon, but, I mean, you got to know when enough is enough. Um, and I think we've already reached that point. And they don't want Braun being in the Battle Royal after he was already winning the Universal Championship a year ago. It wouldn't look too good if you went from winning the championship from Goldberg at WrestleMania to them being in, like, the pre-show Battle Royal. Which has happened before. That happened with Miz. Um, in 2011, after he beat John Cena, and then the next year, I don't even know if he was on WrestleMania or he was a part of some. No, he was a part of that John Laurinaitis Teddy Long. I was 10 say, he was on the, the John Laurinaitis Teddy Long match. Yeah, exactly. And he got on the show like days before the pay per view, and no one gave a fuck. Like I think he won for his team, but again, no one cared. So I, I guess they're trying not to do that with him, but whatever. AJ Styles was dis- he was uh, absent from Raw. He he just disappeared this past week, so he's another one. I I. Don't know what they're going to do, and I feel like if they were going to set up the Triple H match, which there's no real reason to do from a storyline standpoint, and has been all just rumor up to this point, I don't think you would create that story with a month left until WrestleMania, so I don't know. I feel like Monday would have been the time to kick that off, so whatever they have planned for AJ, I hope they kick it off soon, but it looks like he's probably going to be a part of some multi-man match or mania for the United States Championship, if I had to take a guess. I don't want that to be the case, but it feels like that's where we're going with him right now. 
I mean, I said it a month ago, kid. He's going to be in the Battle Royal. You don't want to believe it. <laughs> I don't think he'll be in the Battle Royal, but I do think it's going to be him, Riddle, Ali, um, Keith Lee, probably, maybe Morrison, Ricochet. The directionless mid-carders of Monday Night Raw. Maybe Kofi Kingston. Sheamus. Um, Sheamus, exactly. Like, all the... I, I hate to even say this, but, like, all these great talent, but they have more talent than they know what to do with. Jeff Hardy being another one. I mean, it's crazy that they have so much talent on Raw, and literally a lot of these guys mean absolutely nothing right now. Like, even AJ's not doing shit. Ricochet is Ricochet at this point. The New Day is just kind of, uh, you know, floundering right now. There's just a lot of guys they have no idea what to do with. So for every Bobby Lashley, there's like 10 other guys that are just doing absolutely nothing right now. But at least when they get it right, they get it right. Uh, We'll talk about NXT real quick before we get into Dynamite and Revolution from AEW coming up this weekend. Um, But I thought it was a a good show. They had uh, a big match in that being the WWE Women's Tag Team title match, which was the real must-see match on the show. The titles did not change hands, unfortunately, with Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax beating Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez. Um, after a Raw referee came in, screwed over Dakota Kai, who was not the legal woman, uh, despite Shayna tapping her out. Um, Adam Pierce was present, so your thoughts on the match, Mr. Marceau, and the finish, and where do you think this is going? I mean, the match itself I thought was good. I, I thought the match itself was good. Everything was great. The finish was just straight out of Monday Night Raw. Just absolute garbage. I mean, they love doing this shit. Like you said, Dakota Kai wasn't even the legal woman. And then they, they, I mean, it's obviously shenanigans that kind of fall up on the, on a different time. Like maybe they hold off to WrestleMania or like on a raw or like another point. That's like, I mean, or fat, maybe they do it fastly. Maybe that's another match. They add to fastly, but it just seemed like shenanigans just to do a rematch somewhere else down the line. I thought the match was good though. I mean, I, I think Dakota and Raquel have to win whenever they do. That's who they should drop the belts to. So, I mean, I just think the match itself was good, but they used that finish just to further this down the line, so they're not just giving away on NXT. I feel like they're just building up to a multi-team match at WrestleMania for the tag titles that Dakota and Raquel are going to be a part of. That's my guess. Ugh, please no. I feel like this is going to be WrestleMania 35 all over again, where we have Raquel and Dakota, you have Nia and Shayna, you have Naomi and Lana. They're still the number one contenders, even though all these other teams are getting title shots before them, but whatever. Not that I care. Um, you have those three teams, probably the Riot Squad, the one actual team they have that have yet to win the tag titles. That makes no sense to me. So that that's what I feel like they're going to do. Maybe another NXT tag team, but uh, may, maybe Ember and, and Shotzi. But uh, that, that's what it feels like they're building to at this point. Yeah, I'm all set with that. <laughs> Also from NXT, we had the formal debut of L.A. Knight, the former Eli Drake, cutting up what I thought was a great promo, and then interrupting Bronson Reed's match with Cameron Grimes. That led to Cameron Grimes beating Bronson Reed in what I thought was a good match. Uh, A couple things here. One, Cameron Grimes is money. Two, uh, literally and figuratively. Two, Bronson Reed finally has a feud, um, that being with the former Eli Drake. And L.A. Knight has his first feud in NXT as well, so I thought this was a win-win all around. As someone who isn't overly familiar with L.A. Knight, what were your initial impressions of the former Impact World Champion? No, I was pretty impressed. I mean, I'm a, I'm a big Cameron Grimes fan, so give me, give, give me more Cameron Grimes. But, uh, no, I thought it was good, and I, I like Bronson Reed as well, so I, I think it's a win-win. Uh, Bronson Reed kind of has been a little directionless since the... Uh, breakout tournament last year i believe it was so two years ago at this point oh shit two years ago so Mm -hmm. um it's nice i think it's a nice start for the feud i mean i I am not too familiar with la Knight, so we'll see what happens but i mean you praise him so i can't i i I have good thoughts and good expectations you got to trust my instincts 
Yeah, I mean, <laughs> we'll talk about the mixed we'll acting match and on Dynamite. Exactly. Um, what was I going to say? Uh, Cameron Grimes using the uh, Josiah Williams music from Takeover. I thought that was great. And all these mentions of the Million Dollar Man Teddy Biasi have got to be leading to an appearance from Teddy Biasi himself, right? Like, there's no way that doesn't happen. Oh, that's definitely going to happen. They can they can throw uh, throw Ted some money. I, I I think his son's got some uh, some money laundering issues. So I did see that. Yes. He might he might be wrapped up in that, but he was on Raw. I thought he, I know he was at Raw reunion a few years ago. He he bought off the twenty four seven championship, um, but anyway, so we'll see where that goes. Also from NXT, real quick before we uh, close off this portion of the show, uh, we had Finn Balor in action last night against Roderick Strong. Great match. Outcome was never in doubt, but very good stuff from uh, two of NXT's finest. But this was all done to build to two title matches next week. One for the NXT Championship between Finn Balor and Adam Cole. Cole threw out the challenge. It's the big rubber match here. Two years ago, we had their match on that uh, December show back in 2019, the same show that we saw Rhea knock off uh, Shayna for the NXT Women's Championship. Balor won that one. I'm sorry, Adam Cole won that one. And they had another match where Finn Balor won the NXT Championship that he's holding right now from Adam on Super Tuesday. And that was last September. So they're 1-1 one one right now, NXT Championship next week, in addition to Io Shirai versus Tony Storm for the NXT Women's Championship. So again, two top title matches. I don't think we're going to see title changes in either match. I think Kyle O'Reilly costs um, Adam Cole the match, building to a takeover match. And then with the women's match, I expect Io Shirai to retain before probably moving on to Raquel Gonzalez. So, um, your thoughts on two title matches next week, Mr. Marcel? No, I think I think it's definitely good programming. I mean, nice to have two mat- two title matches on the show. I I kind of agree with you. I, I mean, I don't think either title's going to change hands, so that's kind of not that shitty. But I mean, it's not as newsworthy or as exciting. I mean, I don't think either of them are going to lose the belt. So I think maybe Io has a better chance to lose. Than, than Finn, like you said, I think O'Reilly costing Cole is like a slam dunk, yeah, so I mean, we'll see what happens I, I, I like Raquel, but I still think it's still too early for her to go on a singles run, so I wouldn't hate if Tony won the belt for Mio um, but I, I think she's going to retain as well yeah, probably. That that's my that's my expectation that both title matches will end in uh, successful defenses for both champions. But both matches should be great. We know Balor and Cole work well together, and we know Storm and Shirai work well together from their time in the May Young Classic a few years ago. So I'm looking forward to it. One final thing: Takeover announced for Thursday this year. So I don't know if you saw the schedule, but people were tweeting it out. Um, literally every day there's something going on over WrestleMania week, which there usually is. Um, but we have NXT on Wednesday. We have TakeOver the following day. And people are like, oh, it's a big change. Yeah, for WrestleMania weekend it is, but we used to get takeovers on Thursdays all the fucking time when they used to do them back in 2014, 2015. So again, nothing too, too new. Um, but we have takeover that Thursday. Friday is SmackDown. Saturday, Sunday is WrestleMania. I don't know what they're doing with the Hall of Fame. I'm not sure yet. Uh, Monday, Raw, Tuesday, there's a lot of other stuff going on. Maybe NXT moving to Tuesday nights right after WrestleMania. So uh, two things, I guess, to kind of get your thoughts on. One, TakeOver being on the Thursday before WrestleMania this year, if they do it. And two, um, your thoughts on NXT potentially moving to Tuesdays after WrestleMania and if you think that's a good move or not. Um, I mean, I have no issues with either or. I mean, it would probably be easy. I mean, I'm not like you and like writing shit, but I mean, even for me, I think it would be a little bit easier. It's kind of a pain in the ass that they're both back-to-back. Like, they're both at the same time, so they have to watch one after the other, so... I mean, I'm fine with NXT going on Tuesday nights. It gives me uh, more time to watch it and kind of dissect it. And 
Uh, with takeover, I mean, I have no issue with the takeover being on Thursday night. Like you said, with just the way the schedule runs out, well, it's going to put it. Do you think it's mutually beneficial for Dynamite and NXT to hopefully grow their audience if they're on separate nights finally? Yeah, I don't think it really will do. I don't think it'll do as much as people think it is. I, I think they both have their hardcore viewers. Like, yeah, it might add a little bit, but I don't think it's going to be as much as people expect it's going to be. I don't know if either show is going to go over a million. Definitely not NXT, but I don't think either show is going to go over a million each week if they're not opposed. But I do think they'll go up to at least, at least uh, Dynamite anyway. I think it'll go up to at least 800,000, 900,000 a week. Um, a million would be great. I don't think they'll hit that. Um, quick question. Again, this is going to be relevant by the time the episode goes up, but do you think Dynamite hit a million viewers last night with the Shaq match? No. You don't? Okay. I, I think... I said last time they wouldn't, but then they did. I, I, I forgot what it was, but we were debating like, oh, no, we were talking to Raw with the Legends Night if they were going to get past 2 million viewers, and I said they wouldn't, and then they did. So I'm going to say... They did. I'm going to say they got past a million viewers last night. They haven't in a while. I don't think they've gotten past it in over a year. Maybe I might be wrong, but I'm going to go off on a limb and say they did just because you're saying they didn't. Um, but let's get right into it. Dynamite from Wednesday was a pretty loaded show, obviously kicking off with the biggest match that everyone was looking forward to initially. Um, looking forward to is a loose term, but uh, Shaq and Jade Cargill versus Cody Rhodes, Red Velvet, and the rest of the hype for Revolution on Sunday. So, we won't break down the entire show. I thought the first hour was really good. The overall show, I thought, was actually very good. Um, but let's get into the mixed tag team match, Mr. Marceau. You have a lot of thoughts on this. You texted me an essay at like 2 a.m. this morning. Um, you got a lot to say about this. What were your thoughts on the mixed tag team match last night? I just thought it was exactly how I expected it was going to be. I thought Cody and, and Shaq would do some smoke and mirrors to make it look like it was a wrestling match. I mean, Wednesday I was overly impressed. Like, Shaq did a couple crappy slaps on the chest i mean paul white was there couldn't you just show him how to do it i mean those were a little weak i mean they did like test of strength i mean did, did cody really think he was gonna beat jack on that no um and then i mean you got red velvet and and uh, jade i mean it's not their fault I, I i they're clearly both coming out of wrestling school but i mean they're both extremely green beginning of their like little back and forth they i mean they were going a million miles per hour they they were kind of all over the place uh, Jade is very athletic, um, but she moves like a robot. I mean, she's very robotic in her movement. The whole gun club interfering made it legit zero sense. It's classic Cody. Um, they just hit Shaq with a chair for no reason, no disqualification. They just, it just I guess that just goes on. Um, Red Velvet's moonsault, I mean, it looked nice. Of what they caught, it looked nice, um, even though she basically landed on Cody more than she did Jade, so classic do a flip to hit your own partner uh and then i mean the rest of the match was what it was uh this everyone's just like oh my god that big like cody threw Shaq right through the table there was no setup to it cody went in pulled uh jade off red velvet Shaq was already set up in the middle of the part of the ring to take the bomb and cody walks over to him Shaq just swipes at him once and cody runs the other side and just jumps over the top rope and just takes them both out. Mm-hmm. Like, when you see the guy coming a mile, like, you clearly was standing there just for the spot, so that was fucking dumb. And then they missed they missed Red Velvet's spear. Like, if that was the finish... Oh I, my- I, I agree. That, that that pissed me off, yeah. Oh, I my God. That. I thought that was the finish, and I was like, oh, my God, they, they're going to miss it. And then mm-hmm. she kicked out, and then she, like... I would say the glam slam or whatever you want to call it, that looked good. Mm-hmm. Um, but besides that, I mean, 
I, I think Red Velvet has some potential. I, I also think she has a lot of seasoning to do. I mean, yep. she just graduated from wrestling school, so she has some time. I, I wasn't. I think she looked the best at everyone. Jade. I mean, I, I'm definitely not clamoring for more Jade. I, I don't need to see her in the title picture. I don't need to see uh, her versus Brandy. I mean, Brandy couldn't wait to get on Twitter to say like that bitch won. So I'm hoping not to see Brandy in her anytime soon. Um, well, it's not going to yeah. happen anytime soon anyway. But I know what no, you mean. Yeah, but and at the end of the day, it was just a classic Cody Rhodes smoke and mirrors match. No, I mean, no pun intended. I think, no, no pun intended. I just think people give Cody a lot more slack than they'd give anyone else. So, I mean, if this was on Raw and you just switched Cody with like Seth Rollins and then you put Shaq with two developmental girls, people would shit all over it. So, I mean, you call a Spade a Spade. I think Red Velvet has potential, but she has a long way to go. So. I agree, and I don't disagree with you. I think um, it's just, I guess, a matter of personal opinion or preference because everything you said that you had an issue with the match, I'm not saying you're wrong. I like, I completely agree with you. I think my thing is, and you weren't wrong when you made the like, especially the spear thing. That really stood out to me. Is like, okay, this is that's not their, that's not the the, the talent's fault. That's the fucking no, that's camera crew fault. Yeah, yeah, that's the producer's fault. That's like Kevin Dunn level shit. And it was weird too because they showed her setting up for the spear. And then they cut away to Shaq and Cody, like, on the ground. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, what are you doing? But anyway, um, the stuff that you mentioned, that to me just chalks up to... to, to like, for me, I, I completely agree with all that stuff. I just thought it was, like, for me, that would if I was making that observation, it's nitpicking. Like, to me, it wasn't a bad match. I'm not going to sit here and say, along with everyone else, it was the best dynamite match I've ever seen. It was a instant classic. It gave me vibes, and I vote. I wrote this in my review, which I'm putting up soon. It gave me vibes of Kurt Angle and Ronda versus Triple H and oh. Stephanie, but it wasn't on the level. I'm not saying it was the same match. I'm saying that it was on. It, it gave me vibes because I had zero expectations for it. Jade and Red Velvet are clearly not seasoned at all. Um, specifically, Jade Cargill. I thought Red Velvet did very well. I don't think she, again, should be in the title picture tomorrow, but I thought considering what I've seen from her so far, she did well. Jade, I thought I agree with the glam slam. That looked good. I thought she did decent. Now, I didn't. I don't know if I saw the same praise that you did. I didn't watch Dynamite Live, so I stayed off of Twitter. Um, I don't know if people were saying, oh my God, she was super impressive. And I, I said this to you before we went live here. I, I don't think it's a case of like, not everything has to be, oh man, that was shit, or like it was so great. Like, I thought she did okay. I, it didn't make me, like you said, it didn't make me want to see more of her. Honestly, I really could not care less about Jade. The fact that she won for her team didn't overly surprise me because she's probably in the roster for good and you want to establish her, so again, that made sense. I thought Shaq did actually very, very well, and most of that was because of Cody selling for him and how they kind of booked him to look like a monster. For a guy that's, what, 50-something right now? I mean, you would probably know better than I do. Uh, he's he's definitely ain't young. He, he's definitely not young. And um, he was out of shape a couple of years ago and the Big Show match was still being floated around for WrestleMania. I thought he did very well. Now, I think in a singles match, I don't want to see him and Cody. I really don't want to see Jade and Red Velvet. I think for what this was, it worked. And the crowd, whatever crowd they have there, was into it. I enjoyed it for what it was. It exceeded my expectations. But I'm not going to sit here and say it was an instant classic just because I thought it was better than it was going to be. Just because... When you set the bar at the ground, of course, anything better than that will be an improvement. So, like, me saying it's an improvement is not, like, this rousing, like, this uh, endorsement. You know what I mean? Like, it's not, like, this WrestleMania-worthy match. So, those are my two cents on it. Again, I enjoyed it for what it was. Um, it just, um, 
I don't know. Like you said, Cody Rhodes is famous for those smoke and mirror matches, and I feel like that's exactly what this was, like you said. For better or for worse. What what did you think about the uh, fucking ambulance spot? Oh, no, that was fucking dumb as hell. I forgot to mention that. Oh, dumb as fuck. I, I thought that was really stupid. Again, I like the match. What is they show him so they cut to com- they show him going to the ambulance, they cut to commercial. Yeah. They come back and Tony's funny standing there. I'm gonna get a word with an EMT or Shaq and he opens the door and the EMT's just standing there and there's no Shaq. Like wouldn't the EMT be like, Oh, he left? Like what like that just made zero sense. <laughs> Dude, he's so inconspicuous at seven feet tall. How could you uh I mean <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, he just he just tiptoed away. I mean, come on. I saw yeah. that, and I turned to Alexis. I'm like, dude, that was fucking dumb. That yeah, was that, fucking stupid. Like they, 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 they had the camera on Tony, and then they cut away to the rafters, and I'm like, oh, are they going to show Darby and Sting? No, they just cut away to the rafters for no reason. And then they cut back, and Shaq isn't in the ambulance. It's not even like it's Sting or something who has some sort of, like, you know, mystical appeal. It's fucking Shaquille O'Neal, dude. Unless the fiend kidnapped him, I thought that was incredibly dumb. Whatever the payoff is, it doesn't really matter. I just thought that was really stupid. Really. Yeah, like I, I I know like the Matt Hardy stuff. I know a lot of people didn't like that when he was teleporting. To me, that was okay just because he's he's that type of character when he was the broken character. It's Shaquille O'Neal, dude. Like, was he doing this when he was on the fucking Lakers? Like, come on. <laughs> I, I thought that was stupid. The only thing that made me roll my eyes more than that on this show was when Big Show came out wearing a No More BS shirt. I thought that was dumb, but, you know, that's just me, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I honestly didn't even think of it until you just said that. I, I just thought it was like a shirt, but yeah, and then No More BS, No More Big Show, I get it. But, yeah, the only other thing I guess, I mean, the, like the FTR match, and like that was good for what it was. Yep. I like the show. I thought it was a good show. I thought it was a good match. I mean, I'm not a big, uh, like, NWA guy. Like, was the whole, like, the J.J. Dillon with his boot, like, his shoe, like, was that, like, was that putting, like, Ricky Steamboat down and, like, they're kicking out, Jungle Boy kicking out? Like, they made it seem so significant, but Jungle Boy, like, kicked Mm. out with E, so I was like, so I didn't really get that. It might be. I'm not sure, honestly. Yeah, I mean. I know know the J.J. Dillon tie-in, obviously, with Tully. Like, I knew that, and then Arn came out, flashed the four horsemen uh, gesture, the hand gesture, which I thought was cool. Um, I thought it was a cool cameo. There's no reason, obviously, bring these guys in full-time or, like, do an actual four horsemen stable with the original four horsemen. Are you you pumped for Sean Spears that Sean Spears is back? I don't know if I could give any more of a fuck than I did yesterday. And I'm not sure if that came off the way that I was hoping it would. But I could not care less about Sean Spears being back. I'm going to be completely honest with you and tell you that I just didn't even notice he was gone. Um, (laughs) And I know I'm not the only one who feels that way. And the thing with Sean Spears is that, listen, he's not terrible. I think part of it, not part of it, most of it is the booking. It absolutely is, because I like Sean Spears, and I think he's a good talent, but they have absolutely done nothing with this guy in the last two years that has made me think, man, he has breakout potential. Like, with the Dustin Rhodes match, which everyone likes to forget about, a double or nothing, when he showed his ass on the pay-per-view, I'm like, this is such fucking trash. It's terrible. Absolutely I also, awful. <laughs> I also forgot about that when, when uh, Dustin was spanking him. Yep. That everyone, back, but... everyone conveniently forgot about that, but yeah, he's I... always back with blonde hair. Who cares? Who cares? I was going to say, are you pumped? He's got a blonde mohawk now. Who cares? I know, again, in, I think in a stable, I think he works, but I don't know. It just, to me, just it doesn't doesn't tickle my fancy personally, but we'll see where they go with it. I think with FTR, it works. On his own, he, he could not be any more bland to me. Just, just blander than, than friggin' bread, so uh, we'll see what they do with it. But I got to let you go soon, so we'll get right into the predictions. Before we do that, though, Paul White promising a big signing this upcoming Sunday at Revolution. Who do you think it's going to be? A Hall of Fame-worthy talent, huge, huge, huge name, according to Paul White and Tony Khan. Who do you think it's going to be? 
Um, I think it's going to be Kurt Angle or uh, RVD. I mean, it has to be someone of that caliber. I don't think it's going to be anyone bigger. Um, that that's who my guesses are. He specifically said, like you texted me, Hall of Fame worthy, which makes me think that they're not already in the Hall of Fame. So I heard RVD floated around. I heard Mark Henry, even though he's already in the Hall of Fame because he said he would wrestle. I'm sorry, none of those names do anything for me. And I like all three guys a lot. I just don't think any of those would really move the needle at all. That Those aren't people that you really promote like, oh, big, big, big name. Like, dude, RVD, who cares? Honestly, in 2021, if he came back to WWE, that's cool. But like... I, I don't know like that like it's not Carlito or something like that he might be in the ladder match but CM Punk like that's the only real name that makes sense that could actually make somewhat of a difference but I, honestly dude that's it yeah besides that I I don't know who else they could really be teasing like you said with the big 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 debut I just I think it's just gonna be someone like you said of that caliber RVD Kurt Angle and then we'll move on. Well, you know, talking about surprises, we'll get into the TNT title ladder match here. It's not for the TNT championship, but the winner gets a TNT title shot next Wednesday on Dynamite. Face of the Revolution ladder match. Cody Rhodes, Scorpio Sky, Penta, El Zero, Miedo, uh, Lance Archer, Max Caster, and a sixth opponent to be named. Um, of the five that are announced, I think Penta's going to win. I think he's the underdog here. I think him and Darby, they had a couple of matches in Northeast Wrestling a few years ago. Um, I think they could have a great match. Uh, either him or Archer, but I feel like Archer, if you're not going to put the belt on him, don't do it. Um, so I'm going to say Penta. Um, as for the sixth man, I think Carlito could be cool. Uh, no pun intended. If he doesn't have a contract with WWE beyond that, Sammy, I, yeah, I, he was just, he just disappeared like three weeks ago. So I'm not really sure that's a big surprise. Uh, I'm going to go Penta though. That's my pick here. Yeah, I, I, I guess you go Penta. Like you said, it kind of makes the most sense. Uh, don't need to see Cody again. Scorpio Sky, I mean, he's been invisible for the last, like, six he's, months. He's hurt anyway, I think, so. I mean, the one hell's he in it. Max Caster, I mean, he's <laughs> just thrown in there for, I don't know, even know why. He's he's fine in a tag team. I, I don't really need to see him in this match. Um, like you said, I, the sixth man will probably be someone, like you said. I, Sammy would be nice, but I think it'd just kind of be, like, give it a little bit more time before we bring him back. Uh, make it like make the comeback feel worth it. He just left like a couple weeks ago, so like make people want to see him come back. So I would hold off on Sammy, but like you said, maybe like a Carlito or or lower, I guess name. Just the Dave, just come in there and obviously not win. But yeah, it seems like Penta Penta would be my pick. Yeah, I think it's gonna be someone like Carlito, just because they had Matt Seidel as the big surprise in the All Out match. So it's like okay, you know, I feel like that would make the most sense. Um, oh my god, Casino Tag Team Battle Royale here, holy shit. I won't even go through all the tag team names, there's so many teams here. I'm saying Private Party's gonna win, though. I feel like them and the Bucks again would be fun. Uh, they're heels now, they need the momentum, so it's better them than friggin' uh, Matt and Mike Seidel or Chaos Project or Varsity Blondes, who gives a shit? I mean, honestly, maybe the Dark Order, but I I'm gonna go, um, I'm gonna go Private Party here. Yeah, I was actually gonna go with Dark Order, uh... I mean, Private Party lost last night, uh, or lost half half in that match. Yep. So, I, I would go with Silver and Reynolds, just try to get that done and over with. Um, have them face the Bucks, have them lose, move on. Um, I mean, I guess you could do Private Party, but, I mean, they've already faced them and lost, so don't really need to see that again. And uh, yeah, That's where I would go with. I don't really, like you said, Chaos Project. Anyone else in this match, I literally could give two shits less about them. Any surprise names? I mean, is there supposed to be, like, surprise entrance? All I saw was a gun club. Oh, fuck no. Uh, bear Country? I don't even know who the hell that is. They're on Dark. They're yeah, good, that's... they're good, but they're on Dark. 
Yeah, that's where they belong. Um, <laughs> like, is Proud and Powerful? Isn't Proud and Powerful in it? Um, yeah, yes, they are. Yeah, they already yeah. got the title shot, so I don't think they're winning. Yeah, uh, I think. Who else? You didn't name everyone, but uh, isn't like no, they're not. Uh, yeah, I'll still go with uh, uh, Dark Water. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say for a surprise, uh, Motor City Machine Guns. I think that'd be cool. If Alex Shelley can go, I don't know. I think he's hurt, but I know uh, they're an impact. Dark Order. Okay. I'm, I'm, well, I'm not going to say they're going to win, but I'm saying for a surprise team, that'd be cool. Uh, I'm going to go with Private Party. Uh, on the, I forgot about this. Buy-in, Riho, Thunder Rosa, Britt Baker, and Rebel. Um, I think hopefully... I don't know, actually. This can go either way. I'm going to say Riho and Thunder Rosa, because I think any match with Rebel, she's not going to win. <laughs> so I'm going to go with Thunder Rosa and Riho here. Yeah, same. Rebo take the pin. Riho takes the pin or Rebel takes the pin? Reba, Rebel, whatever the fuck her name is. <laughs> okay. I think you said Riho. Uh, let's see here. Ba, 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 ba. Adam Page, Matt Hardy. Winner receives the losers. 2021 first quarter earnings. Who cares? Uh, Adam Page wins. LOL. I mean, he has to. Yeah, I was just... <laughs> I don't really <laughs> care about this match because I think the whole concept's stupid, but I think it's Hangman has to win. If, if Matt Hardy wins, I just... Well, it makes sense, too, because Matt Hardy, dude, has been undefeated in the pay-per-view so far. That sounds crazy, but he won a double or nothing. He won it all out against Sammy, and then I think he won a full gear. He, he beat Sammy again, so he, Adam Page hasn't won since double or nothing, I don't think. So he's definitely winning here, no doubt. Um, he needs to win. Miro and Sabian, best friends. I, I don't give a shit. Can we just end this? I mean, obviously, best friends, I think, are winning. Maybe me. I don't know. Orange Cassidy, they're so fucking high on, so I'm just going to say them. But hopefully this is it. Yeah, hopefully this is it. I, I I can see Miro and Kip winning, and they just pin Chuck. So I'll, I'll say I'll say Miro and Kip because I think Miro needs to win more. Okay, okay. Um, ba, 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 ba. AEW Women's World Championship: Sheeta and Rio Mizunami. I mean, Sheeta wins again. I don't think Rio or not Rio. I'm sorry, uh, Rio and Mizunami. I don't know if that's how you pronounce her name. I don't think she's taking the title because I think she's located in Japan, and then it's where she's stationed out of. So. Sheeta wins, obviously, right? Yeah, Sheeta. I, I I don't really care for this match. The last night didn't really do much for me to build up them fighting over the trophy. So yeah, I agree. Uh, I, I I got Sheeta. Team Taz, Darby Allen, Sting, Street Fight. I think Darby Allen and Sting take this one, and Sting's first match back. Sorry, Team I, Taz. If they do, I think Team Taz might as well just start walking out the door. I mean, they got their <laughs> ass kicked the last two weeks. I think booking one on one, they'd win here, but uh, I think Darby and, and Sting will win too. I mean. Cage got flying last week. Dark, uh, Starks got flying last night, and then Cage got beat up again. So, I mean, like you said, booking one on one, that Team Taz would win. But I, I think Darby and Sting are going to win. If, if Team Taz wins, then Sting doesn't have a lot of luck in his first match in major companies, I guess. Yeah, I just feel like if they lose again, like Team Taz is just a bunch of fuck. I mean, there they are. I agree. I agree. I'm, I, it's a lose, a lose. I think. What do you do with them now? They have no credibility. They've lost their last like two or three programs like that. <laughs> yeah. They lost, lost every match that mattered, so like, yep. you'd be like Braun Strowman. No, exactly. That's what they're quickly approaching. AEW World Tag Team titles, Young Bucks and Inner Circle. I think Bucks retain here after maybe a Sammy Guevara um, distraction. I think Bucks retain either way. Uh, yeah, I'm going with Young Bucks as well, unfortunately. <laughs> Main event, uh, bar, exploding barbed wire death match, Kenny Omega, John Moxley, AEW World Championship. Obviously, Omega's winning, but what are your expectations for this shit? Uh, yeah, I mean, Omega's definitely going to win. I, I, I don't think they're going to take the belt off him that quick, but I honestly don't. I honestly don't even want to watch the match. I, I might start it and then see how stupid it is, and then once the once the barbed wire and the explosions go off, I, I might have to 
turn it off. But I have to call we'll, it a night. <laughs> yeah, I have no interest in this match at all. I, I didn't really care for their uh, lights out match either. So I could, I, this is like on steroids that match. So I can only imagine how this is going to be. Yeah, we'll see. But I'm looking forward to Sunday. They're promising a lot of surprises. I wasn't overly excited a week or two ago, but the card on on paper has promised. So I will give them that, and I'm looking forward to it. Any any final expectations or thoughts on this pay per view, Mr. Marceau? Um, I'm expecting an old husband to come back as their big big sign. <laughs> Scott Steiner, holler if you hear me. Oh goodness. So, looking forward to Mr. Marcel. We'll be back next Thursday breaking down all things Revolution Monday Night Raw. Lashley's first week as WWE Champion as we quickly approach WrestleMania 37. And as always, Mr. Marcel, have a great one, and I'll catch your ass next week. See you later, Jason.